0: Thank you for listening to Knocking Doors Down, brought to you by KDD
1: Media Company. What I used to do, and this is really f***ed up, was my thing would be, I would try to take people out with me, mm-hmm. and because misery loves company, sure. you know, so it's like I would convince dudes to leave with me, and I'd be like, yo, let's just f*** this place, let's just go get high, mm-hmm. and 99% of the time it works. Oh, yeah. it's- up and i hate myself for doing that it's like i've made my amends
0: this episode of knocking doors down is brought to you by recovery in the middle ages a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads in their pursuit of life love and recovery these guys are hilarious and informative and they're brought together by their common struggle mike and nat get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com. This is the Knockin' Doors Down podcast with guest celebrities, experts, and everyday people who've overcome a variety of obstacles, including addiction, trauma, and mental health issues. They've used these adversities as their greatest advantages to live purposeful lives. And that's what Knockin' Doors Down is all about. Your host, Jason, alcoholic, been through some childhood trauma. My awesome co-host, Uncle Mikey over there been through some trauma myself anxiety depression all that good stuff but what are you gonna do well we uh, sit down and talk with some awesome amazing people we bring a lot of humor to the conversations and kind of dig back into their backstory and our guest a repeat offender uncle mikey that's right skinny vinny skinny vinny always a pleasure in this episode with skinny vinny we really check in where he's at now last time we talked he was trying to start his own rehabilitation facility in texas that didn't work out how he's still dealing with uh, his sobriety and confronting it daily and uh, keeping on track plus the cool exciting things that he has coming up and just some really fun talks he's just a hilarious guy <laughs> he's just a joy to
2: be around just yeah. a big ball of energy
0: We thank you guys for listening to Knocking Doors Down, of course, on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast, of course, at kddpodcast.com, because you might be like Mikey in visual, and if people go to the website, they can check it out on...
2: On YouTube! That's check it out i'm a visual guy yeah, that's right i need to see it <laughs>
0: 5150 ltm schwagging us out we couldn't do any of our podcasts without the amazing support and you for listening to the podcast you can get 20 percent off of all of the gear at 5150's web store Isn't there a promo code or something there is kdd20 what is it KDD20 Use the numerics KDD20 And get 20% off at checkout When you go to 5150ltm.com Which the link is in the podcast description Sick
1: Yeah dude Uh, Traffic here uh, blows (laughs) It's the worst Does it make you miss Texas? That's the only part That and the gas prices Are what I miss of Texas Yeah right Yeah dude I was paying like 270 for a gallon of premium gas (laughs) Now I'm at like 6 bucks it's
2: fucking insane.
1: We know not take advantage
2: is. of, too, is like if you wanted to go to Target or something, we get pissed off when we don't get front row parking. You know what I'm saying? So if it's like the fourth or fifth row behind, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> but in L.A., here's Target, but you got to park four yeah. miles out. Yeah, way. yeah. Or yeah, you can God, just Uber dude. there. St- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Story of my fucking it's life, It's just dude. like, I mean, I love L.A., don't get me wrong, but it's just, dude, parking places is just annoying yeah you got to make a right four buildings in before you get to cbs yeah. And it's like is that cbs over there i don't want to park <laughs> yeah. over yeah. i don't want to go to trader joe's i want to go to cbs like okay all right we're good I know. and then you got to go up wait we can't make a left there we're yeah, yeah. To, wait we
0: can't make a left into the parking lot because there's a divider so I go up two miles <laughs> yeah no u-turn make a u-turn, yeah.
2: u-turn. got to make another left no left turns well f- <laughs> and then you got somebody else trying to do the same
0: dumb shit you're yep. doing it's like LA It's just chaos dude it's it just is chaos it's madness. so why didn't it work out because last time we talked you were working on like a treatment center and
1: stuff in texas yeah, right so just- um so I, I think i was in connecticut when we last talked yes. you're at your mom's yeah 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 mm-hmm. and uh i came up with this ridiculous idea to just like buy a ranch down in texas because i when i left la i was still li- i lived in a sober living for three years mm-hmm. right and uh and it got to a point like it was almost yeah three years and it got to a point where i was like dude i gotta get the out of here like i'm i'm good financially i'm good mentally spiritually Uh, my sobriety is on point it's time to get the out Mm -hmm. and um but i didn't really have an idea of what i where i wanted to go la kind of seemed like a little far-fetched to me just because it's so expensive to live here and oh yeah and (laughs) everything costs money yeah sneeze was like four bucks (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah
1: yeah and and it just like i didn't I was torn because this whole entertainment thing that we, we have going on, um, it's here, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and I talked to a lot of people, some people that I really look up to and they're just like, dude, you've, you've gotten to a point where you could be anywhere Mm -hmm. and do what you want to do so that was like oh fuck you're right i can you know so then before i made any decision i was like i, I want to just drive around the country mm-hmm. for a long time by myself and just like link up with other creators and and that's what i did i, I drove ar- around the u.s for like three months mm-hmm. um pr- almost every state and uh met up with a lot of rad people made some great content and then ended up at my mom's house <laughs> I stayed there for about a month and and i was just like dude I want land. Yeah. I want a piece of land where nobody's going to with me. Nobody's going to tell me what I can or cannot do. And I had this idea of like, if I build it, they will come, that (laughs) kind of thing, you know, like, like build my own (laughs) compound because like pre, like a month before that I was at Travis Pastrana's. Mm -hmm. I'm always going to BAMS and I'm like, dude, I want to do what they do. I just want to be able to like build a compound and just have all the fun. And so that's, that's how the idea came uh, came up. And, so I tried it. I, I went down to Texas and I rented for, uh, I was down there for like five months mm-hmm. and, um, shit just really wasn't working out. I was renting while I was looking for a piece of uh, property and it just, it just didn't work out. I had, uh, some of my homies living down there with me and they weren't really about it. You know, everything like looked good on paper Sure. and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And then they, one of them just had like a mental breakdown and ended up leaving while I was at, I was working at a treatment center down there at a rehab and, like he just left while i was at work without even saying anything just like had a mental breakdown and so i was like Fuck it, dude like i'm not if we're all not doing this i'm not going to try to do this myself Yeah, i could be in la and have all these opportunities and just be like i'll be struggling a little bit financially because it's so fucking expensive but like i can make it work <laughs> you know and so i was like Fuck it so I, I called my landlord i was like listen dude i got to break the lease Still no plan, no no apartment to move to, no house to move to. How long was your lease? It was a year lease. Oh, okay, year lease. Um, he was cool. All he just kept my security deposit. Sure. And um, I really still had no idea. Mm-hmm. And I came back here twice to. Uh, I filmed with Steve and uh, and met up with other homies and. Mm-hmm. Um, zach was like, "Hey, dude, we we want to do another show, and like we so want you're talking to about zach about ass? Zach-ass, yeah. And um, they had this idea for a prank show." He's like, yeah, we want you to be part of it. So I was like, all right, this is perfect. You know, it looks like I'm coming back. So I I packed up all my shit in my U-Haul and came back and me and Zach got a house in Van Nuys, and we've just been, we've been waiting. I've been holding off on like finding an actual job because (laughs) they kept saying like, oh, we're going to start next week, next week. It's Mm -hmm. like Zach used to tell me the, the, there's a Hollywood term. It's hurry up and wait. Oh yeah. So it's like, so we're just waiting and waiting and waiting for this to happen and months are going by and I'm like, dude, like. I put down all this money for this house i'm broke i need to start working and then finally just like a couple days ago we got the contract and so we start filming very soon on that nice and um but in the meantime i was like i need money but i don't want to find a real job so then i I, me and tom we came up with this idea of like a little production company and helping people produce podcasts yeah it was a, a very like spur of the moment random thing I got hooked up with um, that water company, BLK. Oh, okay. It's like that black water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was helping her make content, and then she hooked me up with this, like, famous nutritionist for celebrities, and I'm producing her podcast, and then now I'm going to be producing, like, some of the BLK podcasts, and now this, like, skater up in uh, Limor wants to do a podcast, so it's like all these projects are coming. It's, like, really very uh i can make my own schedule yeah it's yeah. kind of dope yeah it's well podcasts are rare ahead. too not a lot of people do podcasts <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
2: just plenty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what you get now i don't know about you it's either you get people like you know what do you do for a living oh i do a podcast yeah i, I got one too yeah, yeah, or yeah. it's what's a podcast yeah. it's like either they know what it is because so they do right. one themselves yeah. or
1: they have no idea i had one when i was down in texas The idea was to like Because I I still wanted to stay Like uh, Consistent with pushing out content Sure Um, And the only like Reasonable thing That made sense down there Was like Oh let's do a podcast While we're down here While we're like Getting our shit together At least we'll still be like Pushing shit out People are like Still watching us No matter what it is So we came up with this idea, but we couldn't come up with a name. We were on, like, a like a creative call for hours trying to think of a name, and finally we couldn't agree on one. So we put a bunch of names in a hat and picked one, and it came out to be Moist Cheeks, which is <laughs> which the, the most ridiculous <laughs> name, but it kind of fits. You know? Love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was more like I, the idea of it was, uh, like, our world you know like the the stunt jackass kind of world plus skateboarding and mm-hmm. and just like rad people that do rad shit so i, I had uh, i had rachel wolfson on the comedian she's a yeah. jackass i had a uh, street bike tommy on i had uh scott randolph steve-o's manager mm-hmm. and uh but we only made it to eight episodes before shit hit the fan <laughs> yeah i was gonna
0: ask you dude like i was watching some of the stuff what the yeah. hell happened yeah
1: dude it, dude i was like i was so stoked on it i spent so much fucking money getting that shit started like all this equipment you know you guys know how it is you know and like everything was out of my pocket so i was i I was like kind of hurt on it and like but things happen for a reason now yeah and i i'm a firm believer of that yeah sure so it's like i'm kind of glad it worked out the way that it did yeah
0: well i think those of us that and really everybody in life but i know with us with recovery you just kind of like all right, my higher power, like yeah, dude. There's something here, you yeah. know. It's kind of yeah, it's and trip. it's
1: it's that whole higher power thing. I had the I I had a hard time with that yeah. in the beginning, and it was um because I I grew up super religious, like my like catechism, oh, baptism, yeah. you know, all that shit, going to church every Sunday, and then as I got older, it kind of like this everything that I was being taught just seemed bullshit to me. So I was just like, oh, I need proof, like you know, like. So I, I, and then when I got in active addiction, I definitely didn't believe in shit, (laughs) you know? And, and, um, once I got sober, it was still a little hard to accept it Mm -hmm. or, or to even have any sort of higher power or to put God in in the picture or whatever. And then, then like things just started happening in my life that I just couldn't explain. Sure. No explanation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, okay, maybe this is. It has to be, you know, and then like I actually start to pray a little bit and then like more things start happening that I can't explain and uh, And then when I went to texas, I was still I I was still in the program like I, I found meetings I was working in uh, this this rehab down there but I was like Judging and when I start to judge. I know that like okay this uh, my head's in a wrong I need to like get back from the work, you know mm-hmm. and uh I started comparing like the, the program down there to the program out here. Down there, it's very old school, in the middle of nowhere. You know, cowboys, boots, all that <laughs> shit. Like serious <laughs> yeah. AA. Like if you're a, a drug addict, you don't belong in the AA rooms. You know that yeah, kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then I started to fade away a little bit. I was like, okay, I stopped going to meetings. I was still working at the rehab, but that doesn't really count, you know. Right. And I started to fade away. And then like fourth of july i was down there and i'm like in the middle of nowhere looking at all my boys out here having partying having fun filming and i'm like in the middle of texas on my couch in my underwear like looking at this shit and i'm like dude yeah (laughs) like and then then the thought of like i could drink oh you know like nobody would know Uh nobody would know you know and then when i when i start to have those feelings their feelings they go away eventually sure. you mm-hmm. know so and then like the longer the time you get the, the quicker the feelings go away but that was a rough one dude because like when i when i started to fade away those feelings started to come back a little more and more yeah. but thank god i didn't act on those feelings yeah you know? yeah it's yeah, funny yeah.
0: you mentioned that we've we've had a heck of a workload and life stresses and i come home my girlfriend's there and i made a joke it's like i picked the wrong life to be an alcoholic because <laughs> a rum and coke would go really good and yeah. then you know she chuckled with me but we talked through it pretty yeah. quick and like you said it faded away real quick because yeah. i do you know it's always that robert downey jr quote like sure i'd love to party or have have a drink, but I got plans for Christmas. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah I got plans. You know, I got yeah. shit that's gotta be done. So it's uh it's that quick correction. Yeah. What about now coming out here? Are you do you finding a
1: meeting? Yeah, again? I am back in my home group. Uh, um when I got when I came out here to get sober originally we like being in a sober living it's mandatory to hit meetings mandatory to find a home group commitments all the whole thing you know and um so there was this meeting in west la that i used to go to at first and uh, it's called the marina center great meeting a lot of young younger guys and they play music sometimes it's like it's pretty fun you know and the fellowship there is amazing and um so when i came back I, I, i started going back to that and then then i started fading away a little bit again you know it's like not because i don't want to i think it's just because i have so much going I, this it's not an excuse you know yeah. it's like, like i have so much going on and i'm just like oh f- I'll, I'll go tomorrow and then tomorrow never happens and i'm like i'll go the next day and mm-hmm. that never happens and then next thing i know I'm, it's like three weeks have gone and i haven't hit a meeting yeah. or i haven't called my sponsor or and or anything you know and then again my, my birthday was a few weeks ago and i woke up th- that morning and my back was tweaked and i couldn't couldn't move like I was in serious pain and then just the thought of like okay what can I do to get rid of this pain it's my birthday you know mm-hmm. Like I, my girlfriend got me a helicopter ride for my birthday yeah I saw I, that yeah, That's dope. and I like I just want to be able to enjoy the day and then my girlfriend is a normie and she had a uh, um, tramadol left over from a car accident that she got into like a long time ago and I was just like let me get a tramadol and then right away I'm like okay I need to call somebody I called my sponsor call all these people and they're all telling me the same thing like no don't do it you've had pain before like look at the shit that you do yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know so it's like you could manage it stop being a bitch and i'm just like well no it's not that it's like it's my birthday and i want to be able to enjoy my day and everybody's just like dude shut up (laughs) you know like (laughs) like you're just you're just trying to justify it you know and i'm just like oh shit you're right but i kept calling more people just to try to find somebody that would co-sign my bullshit I'm i'm just like oh and I nobody would co-sign I mean, my nobody shit nobody did nobody yeah. did and thank god I have those kind of people in my life mm-hmm. you know and and then and, and like my girlfriends and normally like I said she's a huge pothead smokes lots of weed and like I, a couple all of my friends are huge potheads and and then like like the past few weeks I'm just like do not I'm like holding resentments that like I don't get to have fun like these people you all know right. it's like like these feelings didn't they just started to happen like these last couple months, just Mm -hmm. like the first few years of my sobriety, it was easy, man. It was like, I, I, you know what I think it was? It's like this life that I have now pretty much just fell on my lap, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and I was like, Holy shit, this happened because I got sober. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. And now that I've been in this life for a few years now, it's like a norm and I'm just like, like, why can't I have a cold beer? Yeah, you know why can't I just take a hit of the joint? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. I, I start I started to get like resentful that I'm not the normal one, right? And it, it it sucks, you know, and like again, but they're they're just feelings. They they go away eventually, you know. And, yeah. But did, did you ever
0: kind of shift your thinking that, like, because normal so. Freaking subjective, It's just a setting
2: on a dryer. Is yeah. that what your mom says? My mom always says normal's just a setting on a dryer. Yeah. That it's like, you know, hey, that like this... some people's normals this kombucha. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it yeah. Is. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just drinking it because I'm thirsty. Yeah. yeah.
0: But like for for like us, you know, like I gotta. I, I'm not doing meetings as much as I used to, yeah. but like last night I was on the phone with my sponsor, and it wasn't even necessarily. Like checking in about those feelings or the joke that I made with my girlfriend or whatever it was, yeah. it's just like like even just to check into
1: bullshit and yeah. it like
0: helps correct like you know I don't know this this is my normal,
1: you yeah, know? No, this, totally this is you know totally and and what I always remind myself is like like what I do now, I've dreamt about doing. Since I was ten years old, right? You know yeah. the people who I have in my life now, people who I've idolized my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I, I always just I, I try to rem- like get back and I say like, "Look, dude, you got here because you're sober. If if I didn't get sober, none of this would have happened." Sure, you know, yeah. and I th- th- this means more to me than any f- drug or beer or anything, you know. And and then plus like, it's funny how it's funny how God or my higher power works, dude. It's like whenever i'm in a funk i'll get hit up to speak at a meeting it's weird man or whenever i'm in a funk i'll get a a dm from a fan and uh like just two days ago somebody hit me up he's like dude i envy you i like i used to get high with this kid back in connecticut and he and i haven't talked to him in years Mm -hmm. and he just dm'd me out of the blue he's like hey man i don't know if you remember me but um my name is richie and you sold me really bad molly (laughs) At the time. And I was just like, oh shit, he's going to want, he's <laughs> coming he's back he's to looking collect. Collect. for money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Like I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he go and he's like, "No, nah, dude, I'm not trying to collect. I'm not, I'm just like, I just want to say like, I envy you of what you're doing. And like, you, you were able to get sober and not just like, you're not just surviving anymore. You're living and thriving. Yeah. And he's like, how do how do you do it? Like, cause he's struggling. Sure. So it's like stuff like that, that yeah. really like takes me back like buckles me down and it like gives me a little reminder of like okay like yeah
0: more with skinny vinny coming up Uh, not only do we talk about how the things he's doing daily to uh, remain sober and keep focused on growing his career his social media presence and uh, some of the goofy ass shit that he's doing with his different stunts plus those fun random questions with skinny vinny stick around
3: 5150 is a lifestyle we believe in pushing yourself finding your passion knowing your dreams and working hard and always striving to make those dreams your reality we believe life is too short to sit back and say what if go after it grab it and make it happen
0: Recovery in the Middle Ages, a podcast about two middle-aged suburban dads and their pursuit of life, love, and recovery. Hosts Mike and Nat brought together by their common struggle of addiction. They get to know each other's addiction story on air and realize they have more in common than they thought. They discuss current topics of interest to the recovery community, including 12-step, alt recovery, the newest medical research, and with honesty, humility, and a lot of humor, Talk about their daily struggle to maintain their recovery and anonymity in the world of soccer moms and PTA meetings, if the neighbors only knew. Find Recovery in the Middle Ages on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, and MiddleAgesRecovery.com. That's MiddleAgesRecovery.com, a proud sponsor of the Knockin' Doors Down podcast.
1: Like, my story has the opportunity to reach a lot of people, so that's why I make it so public. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. for sure.
0: And it has. You know, I mean, shit, jumping in with us for the second time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's cool to now do it in person. The technology doesn't do it justice, but, you know, sometimes I think people, oh, man, you interviewed this person and that person, how cool. It's like, you know. I don't know about Mikey, but I'm like, yeah, but did you listen what we spoke to them about? Yeah. And what really a good takeaway is from this? And, you know, it's like, none of this was easy for anyone, you know? And lots of us just kind of fall into stuff. I mean, we're one in the same, you know? Carlos presented the opportunity and. You know, it's like, hell yeah, let's run with it. Yeah.
1: It's not easy. It's not easy. And I used to tell when I worked in treatment, I used to tell a lot of my clients, like, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Exactly. You know, it's it's one of the hardest things you'll ever fucking do. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like people like us who have gone through so much, whether it's childhood trauma or or uh, depression or homelessness yeah. or all that, we've gone through it and then we've made it to the other side. Mm-hmm we look at life a little differently than the normal person. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I I mean,
0: do you find if you want to talk like so being in a relationship now Mm -hmm. like how a how are you doing that just that's a tough thing for for addicts that people you know yeah because we're an emotional ball of all these different things Mm -hmm. and feelings like are you finding good trust and in yourself within it and everything else Mm -hmm. and on top of that like how does how does it with someone that you know quote unquote normie for people don't know someone that will drink or like you said smoke pot or whatever it is
1: but you know totally um so Growing up I never really had that family environment Mm. I always wanted it Mm -hmm. Right And I always wanted I grew up always wanting The wife and kids And the house And the white picket fence You know And Always wanted it But when Obviously when you're deep in your addiction You start to not give a fuck And you become very selfish And Mm -hmm. you don't care about anything You know You'll and, shoot
0: gutter water
2: in a porta potty, fuck, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like that pops up every time I hear Skinny Vinnie. Like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's the gutter, the porta potty water. I'm just like, yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. rough.
1: And it's like, um, so wanting a relationship is something that I've, I've always wanted, and before getting sober i've only been in a few relationships Hmm. and the longest one was about a year and a half and she was also sick so it was like it wasn't a it was very toxic you know and uh, who knew if that was like real feelings or not you know there was a lot of heroin involved (laughs) so it's like who knew what that was and then when i started when i got sober i started dating like a bunch of chicks here and there nothing really serious and then um and then like, I met one girl and like, she broke my heart. I thought I was in love, mm-hmm. but now knowing that I wasn't. And then the only girl that really f-ed me up was this chick down in Texas. And she, she she, was really young, she was 20 and like, she just didn't know what she wanted. And then like, again, it looked good on paper. And, yeah. um, but she really f-ed me up, but I still really wanted that relationship. So sure. I'm always searching for it. And then um, somehow I met this amazing girl and she's she's so smart she's from tunisia north africa she's only been in the states for six years and um she's older than me she's like 38 and she has her shit together and she's so smart she speaks seven different languages like fluently and (laughs) Mm -hmm. so i'm like why is this girl even attracted to me she's so smart you know what i mean like it makes no sense and then and then like my my ptsd from past relationships starts like coming in the picture i'm like all right this is too good to be true something's gonna up. Yeah. Right. You know, so I'm like yeah. I'm like waiting for that to happen. Or
2: just like searching for like a flaw and like <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why you're single. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah <laughs> she, exactly. She's got
1: a bunion, that's it. I'm like,
0: Yeah,
2: out. yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And then like, but she has two kids too, right? right. So it's like so it's like, okay, I'm coming into a relationship with she has two kids, seven and nine, mm-hmm. and am I like I, I, started, I asked my sponsor I asked all, all my other peers In, in recovery I'm like do you, th- this is, do you think this is a good idea? Like Doing what I do I travel a lot You know Do you like Do you think it's a good idea for, To be with somebody that has kids? And um, Somebody said something That made a lot of sense to me They're like Well mothers put their children Before anything Right? Mm-hmm. So that means You would have to put them Before anything If you really like this girl You have to put them Before mm-hmm, anything sure. You know Which sure. made a lot of sense to me So then I like Really started to think about it I'm like okay yeah maybe maybe this is what i've been wanting you know that little family environment thing you know and so i took a shot at it and it's been going really well and that's cool um there hasn't really been any trust issues as far as like anything bad like that she smokes a lot of weed (laughs) smokes a lot of hash but that really does that
2: bother you like because you were mentioning earlier resentment towards not being able to take a hit like (laughs) so we're all honest here, bro. Yeah, so, it's okay. so, 90, so 90% of the time, it doesn't bother me. Okay. So um, what
1: about the 10%? The ten, In what situations does it? So 10%, it's like when I was hurt for a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to sleep good. Sure. And I'm and she's like, dude. She literally smokes joint after joint after joint. Like, and, I, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I thought I was a pothead, <laughs> you know. And, and I'm just like looking at her, and she's so relaxed. And I'm just like, I'm in pain, can't yeah. move, and, and like I can't sleep. And I'm I, I, I'm like getting pissed right. that I can't do that, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and she she's not very uh, educated as far as like recovery and sobriety sure. and stuff like that. So she. I'm trying to explain to her, like, I can't do this because there's a possibility that it might lead to other things. It might, it might not, who knows? Yeah. You know, but I don't want to take that risk yeah and um so i'm trying to like because she's just like just take a hit you'll be fine you'll sleep good and i'm just like i can't yeah she doesn't know about the program she mm-hmm. doesn't know about all that kind of thing you know she's, she's i don't want to say ignorant just not educated sure
0: well ignorance a good word yeah people, people think that it's such a harsh thing to yeah say and it's not yeah. it's like yeah you know?
2: we made it that way yeah, yeah. we yeah. did yeah
0: yeah because like if i just i don't know shit from shinola about certain things it's yeah. just it's the way it is
1: yeah but um We've been together for a few months now, and it's it's going really well. Uh, it was like a, like I was saying, I've always wanted this, and now that I finally have it, I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is kind of scary, but scary in a good way. Yeah. Um, sometimes I like fear because it. Some sometimes fear pushes me more to do something it's Um, a necessary emotion totally and i think people shy away from that reality too often yeah i I think a lot of growth comes from pushing through fear yeah and uh and that that comes down to everything in my life as far as like either making content or doing a stunt or or public speaking or anything that i'm like very uncomfortable doing pushing through that fear like uh, so much growth comes from that Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Oh, what is her perspective on what you do for a living? She's like, that's cool as shit. Or, what,
1: whatever, pal. So, right? <laughs> um, she, so we, we, the way that we met was Facebook dating. Yeah. Really weird. Um, Wait, fa- like Facebook dating. That's like a, that's a kind thing. of dating app. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, if you have a Facebook account, you can create like a dating
0: thing.
2: No yeah. shit, everything's dating app. Yeah, girl.
1: it's the new age, man. Well, I
2: don't have a Facebook, so I didn't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And um, so that's how we met. And she, usually I'm the one to DM because when i'm on these dating these dating things like tinder bumble i'm on there for one purpose those kind of things i'm just looking to have fun yeah that's it and usually i'm the one that dm and i dm exactly what i want right away mm-hmm. like i don't have time to bullshit around and f- small talk like i want one thing and that's it she dms me first and she's she's just said some corny shit she was just like the those eyes are the eyes that i'd want to wake up to every morning and i was just like Oh shit Okay <laughs> you know, I, know. I, was like, I was like Okay dope And then we started Talking a little bit And then uh, I, I, Me and Zach Had to go film something I was like Yeah I'll call you tomorrow We gotta go film And um, she's like Film What do you mean film I was like Oh me and my buddies Like we make stupid content And then she Googles, she Googles me mm-hmm. And I didn't hear from her For probably a month and a half (laughs) she totally ghosted me and uh and then I'm like texting her I'm like what's what's up and like I found out she had COVID so I'm just like making sure that she's okay but I'm like no response so I'm thinking in my head I'm like I'm not chasing this chick like what am I doing like I'm just gonna go somewhere else and uh and then finally she she calls me back after like a month and a half and she's like hey sorry I ghosted you I just I found out who you and your friends were and like I just figured that you guys have all these girls around you all the time and I'm just like I'm surrounded by homoerotic guys 99% of my, <laughs> hey, 99% of my day. Like do yeah, <laughs> no, you see my like buddy that. drink something out of my other buddy's <laughs> ass? Exactly. Crack. exactly. Like, and then like, and she, she like laughed at that. And then, um, I, I was like, all right, I like, we started talking for a while and I was like, all right, I'm going to ask this chick out, but I want to do it in a way that we're like, she can't say no mm-hmm. so I, I googled how to say something in french because she speaks fluent french so I, go, I, I said that to her in french and she was just like mind blown and then we went on our first date and and then like was she pissed you couldn't speak french in person <laughs> no, no. <laughs> dude it's crazy she speaks french arabic german italian um tunisian english and but she could she understands 20 other languages wow it's bananas yeah but speaks mm-hmm. fluent in seven of them it's insane that's incredible yeah yeah and then um the that liquid death video that i made yeah. with zach me drinking water out of his asshole <laughs> it's just like <laughs> she sees something like that and she's just like like she wasn't there when i was filming it thank god but like when she's see like like i think i was next to her when she finally saw it mm-hmm. and i like look over to her and she's just shaking her head <laughs> And I'm just like, God damn it.
2: You, <laughs> you know. still kiss you after that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. Liquid Death, if you'd like to come back on as a sponsor, <laughs> yeah, Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: it's because uh, uh, sh- sh- I showed her this new, I, I we're starting to do more uh, skits, like, okay. like oh, cool. less stunty stuff, more skits with a little bit more acting. And we did something a couple weeks ago and it was finally done yesterday. And I'm like showing it to her and she's not laughing or anything. Okay. And I'm just like, is it not funny? Like, I think it's hilarious am i just dumb like and and i'm just like babe did you like it she goes no it's really funny but then i i look up and you're right next to me i i got puked on by zach in the skit Uh (laughs) so she's like she's like yeah no it was funny but then i look up and you're sitting right next to me so i'm like okay my boyfriend is you are my boyfriend now and you're getting puked on by zach which is disgusting so like she
2: looks at it in a different way sure yeah, yeah. well i was gonna say even if she didn't think you're funny that's fine because will ferrell's wife doesn't think he's funny that's right so yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of like <laughs> yeah. if your yeah. significant other doesn't think you're funny maybe you're on the right track yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's a funny mother <laughs> <laughs> now, you know, yeah, right. so. it's it,
1: I'm such an attention whore attention seeker that like I need you to tell me that I'm funny or I need sure. you to, like I need you to tell me that my content is good right you know it's I, I'm f- up like that right? <laughs> It's that, that weird validation yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know yeah, yeah. what you mean though
0: yeah. like I'm the most like insecure it's great to have Mikey like nah, man it was a, it's a good episode yeah did, did a good job are you sure buddy yeah. you know
1: I, I used to before I started making my own content I was like Zach's filmer the too stupid to die filmer mm-hmm. and um and then like when I started making my own content, I made it just, I wanted just the bros to like it. I didn't care about anybody else. I just wanted the validation yeah, from yeah. the bros, mm-hmm. right? So I would like I would like DM a video to Kyler or Chadwick and I'd be like, yo, was it good? And like once they told me it was good, I'd be like, all right, sick, maybe I'm onto something here. You know, and then I started making my own content. And I'm such a narcissist that I'll watch my own content over and over and over again, whether it's to like, learn from it maybe maybe i'm doing something wrong or uh or camera angles or anything like that but literally i think it's just because i like watching my own stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean.
0: he and i are so different because he like i listen back to every episode or watch it he's like yeah
2: no i don't i, I don't hate, like that. Yeah. i hate hearing myself <laughs> me too when man. i first I, did this my podcast ever i apologize to like everybody who's ever met me i'm like i'm sorry you had to hear me talk i didn't yeah. know i sounded like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my goodness <laughs>
0: Well, and we hear ourselves differently, you know. It's yeah. like it's not how people hear it, and everyone hears differently, you know. It's I like... had this
1: music phase back in like my late teens, where I wanted to make music. I wanted to be a rapper, and uh, so I like started making music. And then when I heard my sound, the sound of my voice on a song, I was just like, <laughs> I'm never doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> doing
2: this again. <laughs> hey, you know what? At least you notice that because there's a lot of people who I know that you know. Are trying to become rapper and you yeah. know good for them but i'll never forget what ti said ti was like you know a lot of people say chase your dreams, you know, strive for greatness, all that, never quit. Some people just need to know when to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when so he true. said that, I was like, that's that's so true. Yeah, and I can yeah. think of a couple of people in my head <laughs> yeah. that need to take that advice, but you know, more power to him, man. Yeah, if that's your
1: goal, then go for it. I, th- but, I think yeah. everybody my age at that time wanted to be a rapper. Of course. Still, I think it's even still like, sure. a, it's like. A, Dude, when a Mile came star. out, we all thought
2: we were a Those So all freestyling against each other. We're just like, yeah, you're stupid and your mom sucks yeah. you know? like <laughs> yeah. how do i rhyme that like I, I the last time i went back to
1: connecticut one of the one of the bros who i was making music with uh he's he like whips out the only cd that we had mm. and like i'm i'm listening to it and i'm like 16 17 at the time mm. and like we're saying words that should not be said and i'm just like oh my god i need this like I, this can never be this can't be put out anywhere so i'm like dude give this to me he goes no i'm not giving it to you i was like i'll give you hundred dollars for it right now he's like all right fine so I have, it, and I have it in my car right now and nobody will ever have access to it <laughs> that must be
0: destroyed right <laughs> yeah yeah but we, yeah we did i mean i remember like i when i first like started learning guitar and stuff and like my, my best friend who mikey met this last week and i'm like playing and he's like um yeah like i'm not really good at music and hey power to you for a hobby it's like no i think i want to start a band he's like you might want to just stick with being a dj <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know 20 years later i'm still probably on the the same chords and the same songs that i have to
1: figure out it's yeah. like thanks for the career advice <laughs> yeah, there yeah, pal yeah, yeah. you're right tone deaf can't pick up nothing I, uh, i've was... tried so many times to pick up an instrument and i just can't do it Like guitar in my my mind, like guitar. It's like a panty dropper. You know, you play some, you know, or Mm. or piano. Oh my gosh,
2: piano. Yes, I
1: could play like a a little bit of piano, but other than that,
2: dude, if you get on a piano and just like play this beautiful music, women, dude, uh, the panties are flying (laughs) at you, dude. I swear. And so, yeah. So I've always tried that, and I just can't do it. dude. I tell my nephews they're uh, one of them's in uh, piano, the other one is in actually not anymore. But I told them, I said, look, and it's not because of the panty dropping. It's just because playing a piano is badass. Totally. Like, but Absolutely. As a kid, you want to do drums and guitar and all that. But I said my biggest regret is not, you know, pursuing the piano because my parents put me in it. I'll never forget. It, it was every Tuesday at 430. I'll never forget it. And I hated it. I dreaded it. But now looking back, I'm just like, oh, I wish I would have done it. And I told him, I said, dude, trust me, it will benefit you yeah. so much <laughs> in the future with <laughs> Women, not even with women, but yeah. just everything else, like whatever you're into, play piano. And he's just like, no, go. <laughs> and I'm just like he didn't say those words obviously because I'd smack him but he, that's what he said with his eyes Yeah. I don't think he's played piano so
1: <laughs> I, I, whenever I like find a room that has a piano and there's like a bunch of people there I'll, I'll go right up to the piano and I, I know one thing but it's like, a, it's like a Mozart thing it's like the first like 15 seconds of a Mozart song uh-huh. and I'll go up and I'll play that for 15 seconds and I'll just be like alright that's it and I'll get like a round of applause yeah. and I'm just like dude you guys have no idea <laughs> I cannot play piano I'm like
2: if you get on and just start the beat beginning of like any dancer or just bohemian rhapsody or something like people will just love it yeah just do it but (laughs) Uh, don't say i didn't want one girl like walked up to me one
1: time she's like that was beautiful I was just like, I know,
2: <laughs> I know. It's like, what's up? I know. Yeah. No. <laughs> Play <laughs> you another your name little is? ditty,
0: lay on top, and your name is. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of the cool thing about like you know, I you kind of stepping into whether we want or not, and you know, as a single father, as you know, someone comes in my life or how you're in your girlfriend's life, like role models and things yeah. and lessons and you know, like we the kid's mom and i push arts on them like whatever totally. it is there are music lessons and my daughter draws and paints and sculpt you know yeah so it's like it's an important like part of expression and development you know Absolutely. it's like i i think it's like kind of a shitty thing to do like to, to your kids they start something be it acting and we're gonna get you on screen it's like yeah. look if they just dig it they dig it let them dig it and mm-hmm. kind of figure sh- shit out i mean i'm i'm 43 and i'm still figuring out what i love to yeah. do you know the yeah. like journey hasn't ended yet you know totally
1: yeah that baffles me when like parents try to push something on their child like my, my mom was so supportive back in the day like i i, I did i've had so many different dreams that like w- w- i wanted to be a professional baseball player or mm-hmm. i wanted to be a professional skateboarder and like being those things that like with somebody my size it doesn't really it doesn't seem too realistic, you know. But like my mom always was like, because I was bit, way bigger mm-hmm. back in the day, and my mom didn't say it. she was like, "Yeah, go do it. Like, do what you want to do if you love it. Just keep doing it." Yeah. You know, and she would like support me with whatever I wanted to do. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Like if I needed a new skateboard, she'd get me a new skateboard. Or like if I, I wanted to play baseball, she would sign me up for the, the league in the town. You know, and she never she never put me down as far as like what ideas that I had in my head because mm-hmm. I've, I've had some wild ideas <laughs> but she's always she's, she's up for them. You, you don't know? say. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's funny because like like what we do now I used to do as a kid like when when Jackass came out in early like 2000 like that was another dream was Mm -hmm. like I just want to travel the country and do stupid shit with my bros like and my mom was just like that's never gonna happen Mm -hmm. that was one of the things where she was just like you're not gonna make money doing that and I'm just like yeah 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 I will and then like obviously the dream and passion goes away and like next thing you know I'm homeless and shooting dope and, and then all of a sudden this happens then the first time I went back home after a year of doing this I was like, Mom, remember that? And she goes, yeah, I remember
2: that. (laughs) <laughs> well, and thanks to the internet, I mean, anything, you could be famous. Like, quit playing those damn video games. It's not going to get you anywhere in life. It's like, <laughs> oh, uh, I know. No. If yeah, you yeah. stream dude, video games and people killing like you, it you'll get millions that. of views on YouTube. And what's that guy's name, Ninja? Yeah. Yep. yeah, Dude's a millionaire. All he does is play video games. Yeah, yeah. Good for That's him. Insane. Good on him. I'm not hating on him. That's incredible. You took your passion, which is video yeah. games, and you started to get paid for it. Yeah. That's the American dream. Yeah. <laughs> do yeah.
0: what you do and make money. I was talking with this, this dude, um, so i started racing formula one online oh sick like all right i'll try this yeah you know just whatever and i'm talking to this this dude and it was like the room was open i'm like hey you know and why do i recognize your name oh i compete in the 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 formula e sports league i'm like i'm out so i just sat and watched and it's like the times this dude was like 17 seconds faster than me like and it's (laughs) like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead (laughs) and bow out on this shit (laughs) you know so it's like it's crazy yeah there's, so, and there really is like people just, I think that limiting of the mind, which, you know, you and I did with our addiction and you know, that being our focus, Yeah. you know, each and every day, you know, when am I going to get drunk? When am I going to get high? Whatever it is. Yeah. It's like, there's so much you could freaking do
1: in this world. Mm-hmm. There's, there's opportunity everywhere, everywhere. And it might, it's even more now than even like, even in the early 2000s, you know, with this whole social media shit. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah and i was just talking with somebody about this the other day if i if i put in the amount of energy or the amount of effort that i put in getting high and like looking for my next score into anything else in life i would be killing it so Mm. that's like that's how i look at it now it's like i have to put the same the same amount if not more energy than i was then finding my next score into my life sure yeah and that's when it really started to hit me i was like okay i need to put 100% love and passion in absolutely everything I do. And another thing is like, I have to, I hate coming up with ideas and not doing it. I have to like, I have to capital, not capitalize, I have to like really try and go for it, Mm -hmm. whether if it works or not. Like most of the time it's gonna fail, but you're not gonna know unless you fucking try. Sure. So that's my whole thing. It's like, if you think of something and you're gonna have fun doing it, just do it. Yeah. You know, it's like I, I have had... I have so many things in the works for this next year that like I I I can't wait for some things I can't talk about. But it's like I I and one of the things it's like might be the most epic, insane, dangerous thing that I'll ever f- do in my life. But I I came up with the idea and I'm just like I have the means to do this. Like I have connections and the means to do this. Why the fuck not? Yeah, you know. So I'm just like I'm going for it. And that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to like show people in recovery and like or people that I mentor in the rooms. You know, it's like. Life doesn't have to be boring when you get sober. Yeah. That's my whole thing. Yeah. You know, because that's what scared me to get sober was like, I don't want to be miserable. Yeah. If, I, if I'm going to be miserable and sober, why not just be miserable and high? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Just, no, <laughs> it just made more sense to me.
0: And it takes time. Like, we got to yeah. let people know it takes time. Like, you got to go through some, you know, some healing and deal with yeah. whatever If the, the underlying shit is. I mean, some people just end up being addicts because they just like getting up and there wasn't any trauma or issues but people like you me they're yeah there and more commonly there is and it's like you know you but you get to start to deal with it and through that like self-esteem comes and self-worth and it's like i got a place in the world and i can contribute i can be a service and it's like these things we completely take for granted it's like okay you know you're a waste of my time you can't get me drunk or laid goodbye (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. you know or or stroke my ego yeah
1: you know and so yeah that uh, that was like it was like maybe a year in like my first year of sobriety is when the the confidence and self-love started to come back in my life it wasn't until maybe the second year where i was like holy shit, like i know my mm self-worth i could look in the mirror and say i love you yeah. and like totally mean it and that's when magic started to happen well it's it's like when you are able to do right on yourself then it's time to like to do right on other people and that's when everything like things were going great the first year or two in my sobriety things were amazing mm-hmm. but when i was able to look in the mirror and say i love you and completely mean it and be proud of the person who i am today like so many more doors started to open as far as like relationships goes friendships uh job opportunities just spiritually you know financially everything was just it's another thing that i just can't explain how things were happening Mm -hmm. you know
0: what does it mean to you to kind of uh in essence um fulfill that promise to the 10 year old kid to have gone to you know like like us like it was like tripping out like oh, we're at castle bam or you know with yeah. steve oh you had some great content with him yeah. and you know it's like it's you fulfilled that promise that you made 20 yeah. something years ago
1: it's it's still so uh, like it's still very hard to wrap my head around everything it's i'm still just like going at it day by day and like it still doesn't seem real you know it still feels like a dream and i'm so honest when i say that it's i i I remember when i was a kid i would literal i would have literal dreams of like hanging out with bam and skating with them when i was 10 11 12 you know and like now being able to go to the castle whenever i want it's like one of those things that i can't even wrap my head around that just because i let go of the wheel and started taking direction from people who knew what they were talking about as far as sobriety and happiness and self-love you know that's when this shit just fell on my lap yeah it just fell on my lap dude i like i I didn't come here to la looking for this sure you know i just went into a sober living met zach and then things started happening it's it's mind-blowing to me and how did you meet zach so i met zach was i I was still homeless in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just jumping from treatment center to treatment center, sober living to sober living.
2: Where in California were you? West LA. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: And um, nothing seemed to work. I, I really... I, I didn't want it. I, yeah. I just... I still wanted to get high. Sure. You know, and... Um, but I was still manipulating the system as far as like the three hots in a, uh, in a cot situation, right, you know, right, and right. like still having, still taking advantage of my mom paying for my health insurance. So I would use that to go into treatment, mm-hmm. eat a little bit, sleep in a bed for a little bit. And, um, so I was just jumping from house to house and maybe I would stay for in a house for a week or two, leave for a month, do the same thing over and over again. And the last time, the last house that I got kicked out of, um, what I used to do, and this is really fucked up, was my thing would be I would try to take people out with me, mm-hmm. and because misery loves company, sure. you know, so it's like I would convince dudes to leave with me and I'd be like, "Yo, let's just f- this place, let's just go get high," mm-hmm. and ninety nine percent of the time it works. Oh, yeah. It's fucked up. And I yeah. hate myself for doing that. It's like I've made my amends. It's like it's a really shitty thing to do. Yeah. And um, so it was me and a couple dudes. We were waiting outside for our Uber, and the the management comes outside figures out what we were trying to do, and they convinced them to to stay, and then she was like, well, Vinny, well, what are you doing? And I was like, well, if they're gonna stay, I'll stay, and she goes, no, fuck you, you're out. Mm-hmm. And I, well, okay, yeah, that's fine. I-, I have my own money, I'll go get high by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually like getting high by myself more. Mm-hmm. I don't have to share anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I'm, I, this was, I consider one of the, first spiritual experiences I've ever had in my life and this is before doing any any step work before anything and I was in the front yard waiting for my Uber and I had the most vivid whisper of my best my former best friend who passed away and uh, he passed away from an overdose back in 2016 I think it was and it was him whispering in my fucking ear saying dude enough is enough you're 30 years old and that it it was like this feeling like it was like my body froze and I started crying and then I was like okay so I called up the program director at the time I was like listen dude give me another shot I I would just please but I still had this in the back of my head of I'm not ready yet, though. I'm, I, st- I still want to get high. So, but let me let me just go here uh, to a different spot. Maybe something will happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I get I get put into another spot, and that's where I met Zach, and he was in there, and I knew who he was. He had a big online presence at the time, and yeah. um, was a fan of his stuff. And he, I had I had a, a, a heartogram tattooed right here that I got covered, and um, he's like, "Oh, you have the heartogram tattoo." I was like, "I was like, yeah." He goes, "All right, me and you are going to be friends." It's like, oh, "Okay, sick," you know. And he needed a filmer at the time. And I grew up filming skateboarding. Right. And and I, I have a lot of knowledge with cameras and stuff. And so he, uh, I told him that. And he's like, all right, we'll go film a video, see how you do. And then the very first video that we shot was we went to Venice Boardwalk. We attached uh, a boxing glove to a, a gas-powered remote-control car. And Zach lit, sat down, spread eagle on the on the boardwalk, and we drove it like 30 miles per hour into his nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this video blows up. I- I'm talking like like a million views all my idols are commenting and like my name's attached to it and i'm just like holy shit tony hawk is seeing this like all these people who i've looked up to my whole life are seeing this commenting sharing and i'm, I'm like what the fuck is going on right now you know and then like he saw like zach saw that i know what i'm doing as far as camera work goes and he's like all right dude you're you're in like okay sick you know not knowing exactly what that meant you know like like i knew he had the show coming out the too stupid to die show and i was like okay maybe this could actually like do something Mm -hmm. you know maybe this could go somewhere if it doesn't at least i'm meeting cool people and traveling right you know whatever and then um it was just like one thing after another it was like a snowball effect of cool shit while living in a sober living mm-hmm. we like we mean him like we've traveled the country over and over and over again while living in a sober living right. you know it's like we would be at a sober living one day and the next day we're at like we got invited to zed's house with dylan francis and i'm just like what like what's going on and the next thing we're at the sober living and then we get asked to do live stunts at a wu-tang show in chicago <sighs> and i'm like i'm like what the like I'm sleeping in a sober living and I'm going to go on stage in front of 10,000 people with Wu Tang. Mm -hmm. It just didn't make sense to me, but I was just rolling with it, you know? Yeah. And I think at that time, like the Wu Tang thing was like six months in. I think I still had a little reservation of getting high. Really? Yeah. Like tiny reservation because, you know, I love getting high more than anything, you know? And like, I, I probably love getting high more than what I'm doing now. Yeah. you know yeah, and so I still had a little reservation but then it was just like it just didn't stop mm-hmm. and then when it really hit me it was when we linked up with Bam mm-hmm. and we we went to the castle filmed a video with him at the Rocky Steps and that is when I think I really made the the full decision I was like okay I'm I'm 100% in I'm not going back because yeah. Bam was a god to me sure back in the day when I was as he was to a lot of kids yeah, I'm sure you know. yeah and so being at his house and filming a video with him and him knowing who I am it like blows it blew my mind so I was just like okay I got here because I'm sober I don't want to lose this mm-hmm. yeah. you know and then it was just like I said it was just a snowball effect yeah it's just kept going and it's still going yeah you know it just it hasn't stopped the snowball has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and I'm like till the wheels fall off I'm not you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, what about upcoming shit can you tell us about?
1: So we have uh, we have a prank show in the works. Uh, we start filming in, in a couple of days actually. And um Will you prank Mikey, please? <laughs> <laughs>
0: and
2: uh I would
1: know it's coming now. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I, 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 I wish i could tell you some ideas that i have for zach um i'll, I'll tell you off air all right yeah you. and uh, um but yeah so it's just a prank show it's uh we we don't even have a name for it yet there which is great they're they're giving us 100 percent creative control um nice even to who we want working cameras which is amazing
0: and can you say who they are or we got to keep down no we don't even suit. i
1: don't even think we have camera guys yet i like i, I mean re-
0: like yeah. when you say they like yeah. they are uh, letting no you i can yeah
1: no i can't say that yet um i i asked zach last night i was like can i talk about this yeah he goes you could say we're doing it but not with who yet." yeah so i was like okay whatever and cool. um but it's it's gonna be it's pretty much just me and zach with a couple guests here and there on the show mm-hmm. and it's like a think of like a think of like an adult swim style show very add sure. fast pace a little bit of graphics here and there prank show Right on. So that's like that's what we're shooting for and
2: I knew exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh very very quick, mm-hmm. you know. Um and yeah, so we start shooting for that in a couple in a few days. And uh I'm producing podcasts. I've been working with this her name's Dr. Molina. Yeah. Um she like I said she's a a, a nutritionist for celebrities. So we had um brandy chastain she was a a u.s soccer player brandy chastain chastain yeah yeah. Yeah. so we had her on recently uh we had jen cohen on she's like a fitness guru yeah 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 Yeah. and um and me and tom we've just we're still gonna be doing the sober living thing we just took a step back um these last few months just because we both have so much going on but we're gonna um start that like actual start it we're shooting by march Mm. that's dope and um yeah, and we're naming it after John. You know, we're gonna his his name is John Randall, so we're calling it Randall's house. You I know, love it. and nice. it's uh, it, it's if he was here with us, dude, he he would be along for the ride. You know, yeah. it's I, I do a lot of the things yeah. for him. Yeah, totally. Wow, that's badass, man. <laughs> but yeah, and it's um,
0: it's scary. You know, if you ever think about that stuff, like everything we're seeing it and. Organizations that we kind of participate with, and in our area, you know, especially with the fentanyl getting and everything, and just yeah. you know, it's I lost like,
1: uh, not yesterday, the day before, I lost somebody. You know, it was she, I, I got sober with her. She yeah. like, we went to rehab together. We got sober together. Um, she, she stayed sober. Went back home after a few years, and she passed away two days ago. Overdose. Oh to
2: us. shit! Yeah, I'm sorry to hear
1: that. It's it's wild, dude. And then like when you work in treatment, you start to really like build these relationships with these people that yeah. come into your house right and some are a little bit tighter that like so, like you start to get really f-ing close yeah. you know and and i've lost so many people in this last two years from this f-ing disease mm-hmm. and it's like i've almost like gotten desensitized or i'm just like f- another one
2: yeah. you know it's yeah. like
1: it's wild man it's um it's not getting any better
2: Well, and like I tell everybody, it's like I I never had that worry. When I was doing coke all the time, like fentanyl was the last thing on my mind. You know, the only thing we were worried about is not getting shot in whatever sketchy area we were going (laughs) to to pick it up. Or a cop's not following us. Or is that a narc over there? You know, like that was our only worry. But fentanyl, I mean, shit, that's just. Yeah. It's dude no and joke. if there's
0: enough toilet paper right in case no. I had a lot of baby <laughs> <laughs> accident, yeah 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 you know? no
2: i wasn't worried about that yeah i something else. it's <laughs> it's
1: uh it's fentanyl what came like it started getting big right around the time that i got sober yeah. like mm-hmm. where it was getting cut with shit. yeah yeah um so i never i never really had to worry about that yeah. i just had to worry about like the the amount of dope sure that, that i'm doing you know but i like touching the line of death <laughs> yeah. you know that's 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 how i like to f- party you know yeah. so it's like it's always countless overdoses you know like it's it, to this day the first few years i've always i always had uh, survivor's guilt i kind of want to say yeah you know we're saying that yeah um, yeah i, I was t- saying this the last time i was on about like why john and not me john was an innocent dude never hurt a soul and i'm this piece of shit where i hurt a lot of people why do i have 15 overdoses and i'm thriving and he's gone after one yeah. how many do you have 15 yeah damn
0: all brought back by narcan
1: uh most of them brought back by narcan um yeah i'm gonna go get certified yeah um yeah i got certified working in treatment um yeah 15 of them wow uh some of them are real bad you know um wake up and i have a tube down my throat and, um and I, it's like i said survivor's guilt but now these last this last year or so I've really understood why. And it's to to do things like this to tell my story mm-hmm. to potentially help a lot of people, you know, and like yeah. and Texas is a great example, you know. I, when I was down there, my the first time ever being on my own sober. I was always, I always had structure around me for these last few years. Mm-hmm. And so I, I moved down I moved down to Texas in the middle of nowhere, I stayed sober, I found work and treatment and I and I spoke at a few meetings there, and like I'm still in contact with those people today. Like, say, like every once in a while they'll text me, be like, dude, like, thank you. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that where I make my shit public and like really tell my story so it could help people like that. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Well, thank
0: you for doing it.
1: Yeah, thank you. Yeah.
0: All right, let's raise it up a little bit, get a little bit of laughter <laughs> before we wrap <drop laughs> it up, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, howdy. Uh, random questions, Mikey. You want to fire
2: off first? Would you rather fight one horse-sized chicken or 10 chicken-sized horses?
1: One horse-sized chicken or 10 chicken-sized horses? Yep. Oh, man. I know. We're the do you come up with this thing
2: <laughs> <laughs> again the internet <laughs> um I think, and i've gotten a lot of different answers so, Really? Uh, yeah you would think it would be one but i've gotten a lot of different ones we just spoke with chuck liddell he said he'd fight them all like, yeah oh yeah, <laughs> yeah Andy that, roy yeah. said the same thing He goes i want to fight all of them." <laughs> oh, <yeah, you." laughs>
1: yeah, that's a good impression yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I would probably say oh, 10 chicken chicken-sized horses
2: uh, you would think yeah but we had another guest have a good uh way of looking at it she goes ants tarantulas are killed by ants because there's just an army of them. Mm. But if you get on the ground and you have ten chicken-sized horses, you're. F- you're, f- you're f- but if you have a kicking horse you in horse-sized neck. chicken, yeah. peck you, you're. F- yeah, yeah. So you got to pick one. That's a rough one. And not to mention chickens. I've said this before too, but it is scary. Chickens can live without their heads. That's, without their heads. that's true, huh? Yeah. So if you yeah, cut yeah. off the son of a bitch's head, <laughs> he's still running around. <laughs> I don't know, man. You would think you could punt the little bastards. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Did Vinny give us an answer?
1: Uh, yeah, I was... I, oh, yeah. The t- 10 chicken-sized horses. Oh. yeah.
0: Uh, oh, this is always a fun one. Stranded on an island, somehow you have a way to play music and a way to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. One movie, one music album that you would have with you mm-hmm. on a strand, stranded on an island. Um
1: Movie. Um what's a movie that i could watch uh um fear and loathing maybe i've seen that movie hundreds of times and it's never old yeah um uh, wolf of wall street's good too i could watch that over and over and over that again. would
2: kill a lot of time on the yeah end yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like yeah. A, what, um, as far
1: night. as music goes man um lately i don't know dude I, i've been like mcr dude i've been rocking to a lot of mcr lately in my chemical romance i don't know what it is dude i've just been like jamming that shit hard we're just feeling an emo phase yeah yeah whenever i want to get in my feelings i throw that on (laughs) i just want
2: to feel my feelings (laughs) yeah (laughs) if you could travel anywhere in time in the past or in the present or in the future yeah or no you got to travel where would you go um
1: i'd Probably go in the past, probably to the sixties.
2: To the sixties? Yeah, I think it'd be cool in the seventies. But the bring, 70s a be... bring a 2020 yeah. skateboard. Bring a yeah. two thousand and twenty skateboard, two thousand twenty-one to the seventies. Yeah, that'd be sick, dude. That'd be gnarly. Yeah. Everybody'd be, be like, "Who the? Fuck? Yeah, yeah." What's that? It's like in the future. Magazine. Someone be pro. Some... yeah. 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 Right? yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Someone's gonna do a 900 revolution yeah what no way. <laughs> i swear wait he's a fucking demon <laughs> yeah
2: we can't, we can't we can't fuck it up too bad because we might fuck up tony hawk's the future presence. yeah because you got to be careful in the past like if you you know step on a bee, <laughs> ashton kutcher was never born or yeah. something you know right. what i mean so it's just like you're gonna mess up the timeline. Yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah you can't up tony uh, can't do that legend. he's
1: i look up to that dude so much and he still hasn't followed me yet and i know he knows who i am and i'm just he follows all the other bros except for me and it makes me so fucking mad. He doesn't follow. He follows me. No. Yeah. He doesn't
0: follow. I'm just
1: me he <laughs> <laughs> Hey, dude. We're in the same boat. It's Tony,
2: like Tony. Follow us. Come on. Yeah.
1: Come, yeah,
0: come on. If Mr. Rock. you're watching, and we know you are, <laughs> and we know you are. Follow us, <laughs> yeah. Come talk with us. Yeah. No, because we. That's what. That's a lot of people too. It's like God. I, that, that person would be just be dope if uh, like. If they understood what we do yeah. and why we do it, they would want to talk to us. Yeah. But it's like, all right, they, they're they're, yeah. they're busy living life and doing
1: shit. That, I, I always I always joke around. I'm like, when, when the day when Tony Hawk follows me is the day that I've made it. <laughs> <And that's, laughs> I'm sticking to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: so you're working on all this stuff. Is, is what one person that you haven't worked with yet that you would like to Tony Hawk? T-
1: yeah, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Sure, yeah, um, Tony Hawk. Um That's pretty much it. Really yeah. Tony Hawks on the top top for me. Yeah. And I know it's coming. Yeah. And I know it. Like I have a feeling it's coming. Whether it's like working directly with him or working on a project with him, I know it. Yeah. It's it's f- coming,
0: yeah. Oh, we're celebrating that one for. Yeah. We're gonna, we're going to yeah. you're going to get a text message with 9 million yeah. of
1: I I was like I'm sponsored by this company called it's like a skate company called Bad Grease mm. and uh and Jason Ellis is on the team,
2: mm-hmm. and oh, nice.
1: uh, uh, and the owner of Bad Grease is like, hey, we want you and Ellis to do some sort of like Bad Grease promo together. And Ellis has been skating w- with Tony at the bir- at the Bird's Nest a lot recently, mm-hmm. and he just started a new podcast with Tony. So I'm like starting to like think, how can I like make this yeah. happen? So I like came up with this idea of me on fire on a, on on the halfpipe, and like Jace- Jason like comes in like hand plants my head while I'm on fire. Like, I'm like laying down, like my head's over the coping and he like hand plants my head while I'm on fire. And I was like, but I want to do it at the bird's nest. And they won't pitch it. <laughs> they won't pitch it to, J- to Jason because uh, Jason doesn't want to ruin the friendship with him and Tony.
2: <laughs> well, and Tony be like, dude, don't light my ramp yeah, on fire yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh well, now, is it something you like would you ask him to follow you or he has to organically organically okay so organically. that that's yeah hey tony will you follow me sure that's not a amazing that doesn't situation. work no okay. no we promise by. if you get him like to follow you we won't be cherry-picking
0: sons of bitches yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey finny like if you wanna yeah,
2: yeah. uh
0: lots of people man out there especially through all this COVID struggling you know you, I've lost someone recently to this as you said up disease of addiction yeah. and people falling off of uh, could lend some good encouraging words for, for those watching I mean even if mental health or just a loved one too, yeah you know, um, struggling.
1: and I will I've always said this and I will forever say this it's just continue to do the next right thing uh, continue being honest with yourself and everybody around you and, uh, and help somebody out every once in a while, and things will just fall into place. Yeah. That's it. You know, it's um, like I said earlier, feelings pass. Some feelings last longer than others, mm-hmm. but they'll pass. Yeah. And just like uh, uh, s- stay in touch with like people who f- love you. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I do. Yeah. Some people probably hate me calling so much, you know, but it's like, I, I love you, you love me, f- it, I'm calling you. You know, yeah. if I'm struggling, I'm calling you. Yeah. You know,
0: call me anytime yeah
1: I'll call I'll, you I'll take that offer up yeah hell yeah yeah
0: dude skinny Vinny thanks brother That's, thank you man awesome. thanks guys good this good was to, fun yeah, to do yeah. it in
2: person yeah this was great skinny Vinny great dude man you know what's crazy is you know we we talk to people in recovery a lot and it's just it's wild to get inside their minds like when he was saying how he was away from all of his friends away from all of his family he was sober but he was saying you know what I could have some beers right now and nobody would know right nobody would know so you can easily lie to other people but you cannot lie to yourself and you know what kudos for him for sticking to that and staying sober because that really is incredible yeah it was great
0: to have someone really shared you know we talk a lot in in group meetings and I don't know what your experience when, you, when you've when you talked about your uh, rehab stint, and I'm pretty sure they didn't do shit. My rehab <laughs> was fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we we really talk a lot about our defects, you know, and with our defects, and this goes with anyone, doesn't matter if you're in recovery for something or not, is it's really our responsibility when we enter adulthood uh, to keep our stuff in check. Like, our friendships help me because you'll bust my balls and telling the same story. Or if you say something, I try to tell an equal story or whatever it is. And Such
3: it, a Leo. It, it, it,
0: <laughs> but it's like my defect. I got to learn not to bullshit myself because we lie to no one better than ourselves. Because if we lie to ourselves, it makes it easy to lie to everyone else because we can convince them mm-hmm. you know, of the same thing. And that's really great that you pointed that out about Skinny Vinny because
2: – yeah, I mean he could he could easily do it. Any of us could. Nobody would know. Yeah. Nobody would have been the wiser, but he, you know, stuck to his guns and stayed sober, which I think is very commendable. So that's that was really cool. Yeah. It was really cool to hear that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, one cool thing that really came out of this was uh Vinny and I trade text messages just checking in on each other, seeing how we're doing, sobriety being maintained, making some of those meetings or whatever it is. So, uh, you know, it's it's one of the things that's occurred for me in this podcast uh process that we've been doing is making new friends and new support so the community for just with myself is growing and it's a real blessing
2: yeah you can never have too much support in my
0: opinion Absolutely. Well, Uncle Mikey, uh, speaking of support, uh, we'd appreciate maybe picking up uh, Carlos Vieira's autobiography, Knocking Doors Down, because 100% of the proceeds support the Race to Be Drug-Free program that is a part of the Carlos Vieira Foundation. Of course, that program, Keeping Kids Off the Streets, Involved in Activities After School, which it's free for all the kids that get involved away from drugs, away from gangs and really being a part of community so it's a really great program and I love that we can be a part of it just click that link in the podcast description maybe make a great Christmas gift for somebody and again all the proceeds go back to the Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug Free program so just click that link in the podcast description pick yourself up a copy or the ebook whatever way you prefer to uh, take in your reading material and uh, don't forget to give us a follow on social media at knocking doors down on instagram and facebook at kdd media company on twitter and hey do us a favor share some of that content too if you're getting something out of it help us spread the word to help us grow as we uh, continue our mission to end the stigma around addiction and mental health issues uncle mikey uh you got anything else mm, nah i'm going home on that note keep knocking doors down
3: The guests on Knockin' Doors Down are sharing their stories and helping start the conversation about mental health, and therefore are working to end the stigma. This is the goal of our partner, the Carlos Vieira Foundation, through their Race to End the Stigma campaign. The Carlos Vieira Foundation created the Race to End the Stigma campaign to not only change the way people perceive those who are living with mental illness, but also how those who are affected perceive themselves the Carlos Vieira Foundation strives to support the mental health community through education, fundraising, and facilitating resources. The main program through the Race to End the Stigma campaign is a college scholarship program that encourages high school seniors to share their stories about mental health in an effort to end the stigma. For more info on this and how to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org.